Love burgers and pizza. Wanna see me eat some? Can't get enough of that meat. Yum. Chili cheese fries and some Mr. Pib. I need tacos with a nasty dip. Pico de gallo, mayo or dryo. Hot sauce or barbecue straight from Ohio. Homemade coleslaw, fuck Boston Market. Junkie blue cheese range into five star bread. Only one time was in Peter. Hello and welcome to Bring a Plate. My name is Peter, the other one, Target. And I'm Rebecca Shaw. That is a good nickname. What is that? I don't find it hurtful at all, Beck, when um, people are talking about this show, you know, on street corners, in shops. With the water cooler. Uh, yeah. And I'm referred to as the other one because it's happened <laughs> happened more than once. No, now. it's happened once. No, no, no. It yes. has happened more than once. No. Anyway, off to a good start, a bitter start. No, I like it. Okay. <laughs> Keep Re- it up, guys. Rebecca, we've been... Oh, away, so so far away from each other, gallivanting around so Australia. So far away, oh, Jesus Christ! And doesn't anybody stay in one place anymore? <laughs> it's been two minutes. Carol King. <laughs> it hasn't been two minutes. <laughs> have you know? Um, we have been away. Yeah. Uh, but we're here now. We're here at the uh, James Franco Art Exhibition uh, yeah. <laughs> here in LA, which I'm excited about. There's so much art. He's just an artist, like his whole yeah. being. He's just a natural artist. I feel like going around the room like um, Lydia in that one episode of Real Housewives where she's like, look at this art. Do you see this art? I like this art. <laughs> oh, good art over here. <laughs> oh, gosh. Check out this art. She just knows so much about it. You she can just tell. She knows so much about art. Yeah. So uh, do I, to be honest. She's like Betty Churchill. Do you know her? No. <laughs> You're so uncultured. I know. I'm Makes sorry. me sick. But I love art. Look at that art over there. He's got his hands down his pants, probably tugging himself off to some 15-year-old because oh, we know God. he's into that. He has like an oily chest yes. for some reason. And he's got like my dad's tan, like... Which yeah, is that, like a farmer's tan. A farmer's tan. singlet tan. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. People find it hot, but I find him... People find your dad hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People find my dad so hot. Not your mum. <laughs> no. She doesn't find him hot at all. I I actually have been uh, out in St. George, Beck. I yep. went home for um mum's retirement. It was oh, mum's retirement lovely. dinner. I made a speech. It went over fine. <laughs> I think. Did your mum find it funny and no one else? She found it funny. I had to talk to people who I hadn't spoken to in St. George for many years. By the way, if you're hearing a howling, whistling sound (laughs) in the background, that is a ghost. Uh, (laughs) My apartment is very haunted. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's lots lots of wind. Yeah. From my arsehole. Um, <laughs> but I did go out to St. George uh, and spoke to all these people. Do you people think everyone that, knows where St. George is? Um, or I what think it maybe is? they think it's in, in Sydney. Mm. Isn't it a suburb of Sydney? Yeah, like St. George Illawarra. Yes. Yeah. But we've Football. Got, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Look at this art. A bit of pig, piggy uh, <laughs> wrapped the pig skin. Um, so St. George <laughs> is... Not you're talking about the one in I'm Queensland. I'm talking about the one in Queensland, famous for its race riots. You might have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very far away from Brisbane. It's very so far oh my God. away. <laughs> Can we stop? This? <laughs> we can't. We can't wait. We're recording now. Um, but I, I'll tell you what. Um, that was Mum's second retirement event out in St George because she actually had a big send off at school with oh all the God. kids. Was there a parade through town or something? There point? wasn't a parade. There was a parade at school. But not the parade you're thinking of, uh, like yeah. just everyone's at parade singing parade. the anthem. Yeah. Um, Your mum's anthem that yeah. she wrote. Well, that's the thing. They did, Rebecca, uh, the ooh. song Happy by uh. Pharrell. Uh-huh. <laughs> can Haven't you heard of it. No, it doesn't get much airplay. <laughs> no. um, and they did it in the style of, <clears throat> I can't even say it. <laughs> it's too emotional. It's. Uh, they did it in a style of... <laughs> They did it as a flash mob. <laughs> now, what do you mean they did it as a flash mob? Well, they did a flash mob. Oh, they didn't of sing happy. it; they danced to it. I think I don't know. They probably sang it and danced. I don't want to get into it. Okay. The point is, Rebecca, if you know anything about me, it is I don't. You don't know, but flash mob is like my number one fear. 
to I, the one will happen near no, you. No, no, just watching a flash mob oh. is my number one fear. I feel like I've told you this. I don't remember. I might have even said it on this show, but that is genuinely my number one fear. What do you mean? And my number two fear, as you know, is um that my mum is secretly paying everyone to be my friend. Uh, that one's true though. Yeah, well, that's you said that once to me. You said, oh, all your mum's money goes to paying me to be your friend. And I was like, that's not funny. That's one of my biggest genuine fears. That the reason our family is like poor is because she has to pay people to hang around me. Yeah, it's like forty dollars um, a week. <laughs> that's not much. No. I'd be asking for a bit more. Well, she's got to pay. But now she's retired. She's got to pay yeah. three or four people. <laughs> what did you see that um, gay couple in the Bunnings in America? Not Bun. They have Bunnings. Oh, the wedding proposal. Yeah, yeah. It was a disgusting. wedding proposal in a hardware store during a flash mob. <laughs> I would have picked up a hammer and <laughs> killed, killed him. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Rebecca, where have you been? I've been all over. Where have you been? (laughs) Well, you looked after Tippy. I did look after Tippy while we're away over Easter. Yeah, and now she's back in her rightful Mm. house. We'll see for how long. Yeah, there's still. I don't think we can actually talk about this because it's still in the the court system. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we went. I went to Canberra Mm -hmm. to a folk festival. Have you ever been to a folk festival before? Well, yeah, I've been to uh, Blues and Roots, which I guess no, it's not really folk. It's Blues and Roots. It's Blues and Roots. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I've never been to like Woodford or anything like that. Okay. And but what was happening? Folk, folk music. Okay. Like proper folk music, not like, like cool. A Mighty Wind style? Yeah. <laughs> okay, <much>. great. <laughs> Nothing as fun as that. No, Um. yeah, it was really fun. And then I got really sick. From a cold, a really bad cold. Right. But it was when I got back to Sydney and so I was just in my friend's bed for three days. Oh. Get your mind out of the gutter. Where this was going. Um, what? Yeah, so we were both away. You are in St. George. I was off gallivanting. We were both away. Yeah. I'll tell you who has been busy though, Rebecca Shaw, is uh, one Miss Alicia Silverstone. Now, uh, I say I say Alicia. What do you say? Alicia. I You're probably Alicia, right. I say Alicia like Alicia Moore, which is Pink's real name. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's been busy writing a book, Rebecca. Aww. She's one of these mums. One of oh, these mums. These mums. You know these mums. But Alicia has written a book on her attachment parenting and it's called Can them. I just <clears throat> say yes. that I love her? I've loved her. I love her, her too. Since Clueless. I she's so beautiful and oh, yeah. so good, mm-hmm. and she's still very beautiful. I'll tell you when I started loving her less is um when she talked about how after her baby was born, she didn't want to uh, give him uh, normal baby food because obviously that would kill him <laughs> dead. So she would just chew up whatever she was eating <laughs> and spit it back into his mouth. Yeah. Um. That is something that she does. And you know what? It's actually a bit more normal when you consider that her son is called Bear Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I I definitely started finding her less attractive after I saw the photos of her <laughs> mouth-feeding her baby. <laughs> well, she's written a book. Yeah. She's written a book thank called... Thank God. Oh, thank God. I wasn't going to have a baby until Alicia Silverstone... Told me how to do it. Yeah. Oh, does she tell you how to make a baby in the yeah, book as well? Yeah, okay, Cool. You have to chew the book. penis and spit it. <laughs> spit the cum back in. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Cut. Um, <laughs> the book is called The Kind Mama. Oh, and it's M-A-M-A, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, Mama. What Mama. did you expect it to be? I will say that she is a vegan and she advocates a plant-based diet over meat and dairy. She says... When you take plants as your medicine, and that's when I stopped reading the sentence. <laughs> well, her whole thing is her baby's never had a drop of medicine because okay. of ve- his body is so healthy and strong from being a vegan. And that includes vaccines. Yes. Okay. <laughs> she's, she's, she's never vaccinated. As well, which all these people are. Yeah. Um, and she also, like, she does the co-parenting sleep in the bed. Like, some of these things are fine. Yes. Well, like, not, like, I don't, we don't have children. I don't know what? if you've noticed. Um, speak <laughs> um, for yourself, but yes. But yeah, some of the, like, when it extends to the anti-vaccine stuff, I think it's bonkers. It gets a bit nuts. And I, she I, also I, does the, um, defecating outdoors. Like she what? does the, she does the type of, um, thing where you, instead of a baby wearing a nappy, you look at facial cues. 
so you know when they're about to go and you rush them to the toilet or they go outside and like poo in the grass. Um, does a bear blue shit in the woods? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we should just end the podcast on that actually. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, thanks for um, your own compliment yeah. to yourself. <laughs> and she also has a big problem with feminine care manufacturers and wearing tampons. And how come? Because you don't know what's in them, like with um, what can possibly pesticides be pesticides and that sort of oh. thing. Americans do have this thing with, like, if you go to America and try to find tampons. Yeah, that's you, the only reason I go to America. <laughs> you cannot find any without applicators. What's an applicator? It's so the tampon. Oh, you, comes, you put lipstick on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um <laughs> I just had a mental image. Um, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> if you say you unwrap the tampon and you use a tampon, mm. but in America, Play, no, like more clearly, <laughs> you're doing something with your hands as well, which I'm very much enjoying. Um, in America, they come in a long packet and mm-hmm. it's got like a plastic thing attached to the end of the tampon. So instead of touching yourself and putting it inside yourself, you push this thing so your hands stay away from your vagina. But why? So you don't have to touch your own filthy, disgusting vagina. <laughs> You never have to touch your vagina again. Exactly, but except to get it out, which I don't know. They don't have an applicator to get it out. Oh, well, it's a failure <laughs> of the invention, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah, welcome to uh, bring a bring a tampon. <laughs> uh, she's not the only mum, Beck, Alicia Silverstone. She's not the only mum. She's not. <laughs> she's not. There are two other mums. The first I'd like to talk about who has similar parenting ideas <sighs> and has also written a book mm-hmm. is uh, Maya Bialik. Uh, Mayim like people would know as, uh, what's her name, Flower from The Flower Show. Blossom. Blossom. How dare you. She's also a celebrity spokesperson for the Holistic Moms Network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the group was founded by mothers who were looking for a support network that was respectful of non-mainstream holistic parenting choices such as holistic medicine, natural childbirth, homeschooling, attachment parenting, vegetarian or vegan diets. Yeah, and she also does do the f- co-sleeping. Yes. She also has a doctorate in neuroscience. She does. Which I, considering she's also anti-vaccine, yeah. I have a big problem with her being And a she scientist. wrote a book. So, Beck, I don't mind when Mayim Bialik writes a book, but when she uh, puts Mayim Bialik, oh, sorry, Dr. Mayim Bialik, PhD, mm. on the cover of said book, when the doctorate has nothing to do with uh, vaccines or knowing anything about vaccines, I find it yeah. quite offensive. Yeah. Um, because people are idiots. Yeah. And they will believe her just because she's a doctor. <laughs> she also uh, was in the news lately because she revealed that she has breastfed her son until he was four years old, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, no judgments. Okay, no, but my you're obviously not judging. My mum's rule was: if you could ask for it, then you can't have it. <laughs> just um, like your sex life. Just like my sex life. That's right. <laughs> yeah, um, she released a picture of her doing it on the subway, which is fine. Yeah, I love. That's whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, when he's four <laughs> years old and he's like got his own seat and he's got his <laughs> iPad out while he's breastfeeding and he's doing like math problems on his iPad, that's when um, we run into some trouble. <laughs> Talking to fucking idiots and uh, infamous child killers, uh, Jenny McCarthy is uh, yeah. also into attachment parenting and she's probably the biggest, well, idiot. the most famous advocate for uh, the, the anti-vaccination idiot. movement. Re- yeah, a really big idiot. <laughs> Because you know what? Before she was all anti-vaccines, because she's got an autistic son, yeah. and she believes that what vaccines contributed to his autism. Yeah. But then veganism cured it. Oh, really? I think so. Raw foods. But also, it's come out that he doesn't. E- he didn't even have autism. Yeah. Does she know what veganism is? I don't know. Does she know what anything is? Anyone can have an opinion, but she's she's like these people are using their celebrity status to. It, it will encourage – they're not just, like, having their own opinion. They're writing books yeah. about it and encouraging people to do the same as them, which is not vaccine their children. And that's dangerous for everyone. Not vaccine their children. Um, yeah. Good English, mate. What did uh, I say? Vaccine their children. I said not vaccine their children. Vaccinate. Vaccine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's early. I'm tired. It's not that early. It oh, is. it's early. I'm tired. Yes. That's really setting yourself up for the rest of the day. <laughs> I do want to move on. Oh, good. Um, because I did pass through Toowoomba 
on my way to St. George. And I did get to see one of the sites that I've been waiting to see for a while now, um, which is the new Italian restaurant in Toowoomba. <laughs> Not sure if <laughs> you're aware. I got to see it. I got to see it. You did send me a picture of Super Rooster. I sent you a picture of Super Rooster. I didn't get it's to take a picture sad. of this one. Um, <clears throat> this one was on the news. Rightfully so, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, because it's called Woggies. <laughs> uh, that's Woggies, if you didn't hear it. Um, now, <laughs> the logo of Woggies mm. is uh, a silhouette of Marlon Brando in The Godfather, <laughs> so not perpetuating <laughs> any stereotypes. <laughs> um I, uh... I complained about this months ago on Twitter. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in Toowoomba? Now, Woggies, by the way, has not been around for like the last 30 years. And people are like, it's an institution in yeah. Toowoomba. Why are you doing it? It's an institution. <laughs> it's an institution. Eh? Who's racist now? <laughs> um, no, it, it's not an institution. It opened this year. Somebody in 2014, Rebecca, opened a restaurant and decided to call it Woggies. Oh, but it's probably okay because they're probably Italian. Well, they are Italian. Yeah, so. And a, I'm not going to name her, but a, uh, a radio presenter in, uh, Toowoomba had a bit of a go on Twitter and said, well, actually they are Italian. And I was like, well, actually it doesn't matter because I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be allowed to open a restaurant called Cracker Faggots. (laughs) I would eat that. Though. Yeah, I would. <laughs> if, look, to be honest, if anyone would like to invest, <laughs> we are looking for investors um, in Cracker, cracker Faggots. Fag- but <laughs> I wouldn't call my restaurant that, Rebecca. Uh, the man who opened up is Italian. He said, oh, I was called a woggle through high school. I'm just owning it. Oh, which is, you're reclaiming wog. You're reclaiming the word wog. For your wog. restaurant. Because he's a proud wog. He's even got wog on his like license plate on his car. Um, and also, yeah, the, the driver says, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's fine because they're Italian. But I did have a look at their menu on their website. And right. I've got to say, uh, <clears throat> some of the fare is quite authentic. I wouldn't say it's very authentic though, Rebecca, because browsing their pizza menu, uh, <laughs> I, I did see, uh, what is meant to be a pizza that I love. I would call it a uh, classic margarita pizza. Mm-hmm. At Woggies, they refer to it as, it's a cheesy. <laughs> so, is that authentic or? They're Italian. They... Also, is that, is that more offensive than the name? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> you well, know, Toowoomba, you know Toowoomba. Toowoomba has a murky history when it comes to racism. Yes. Um, there's the infamous Edwin N. N-word brown stand. N-word brown stand. <laughs> yes. Which, if you don't know, is a there was a football player called Edwin Brown who was blonde hair and blue eyed. Yes. So of course his nickname was the N-word. Yes. And, and not, if you do want to hear it, we're not going to say it, but go and see Twelve Years a Slave because they yes. are not afraid to say it. <laughs> no. Um, and not only was that his fun nickname in the town, they built a stand in his honour mm-hmm. and. Named it, not Edwin Brown. No. They named it the N-word Brown Stand. <laughs> and What's it called now? Is it still around? Well, there was a, there was a, um, kind of like someone wanted it changed. So it recently changed within the last couple of years. Yeah. So until 2013 or 2012, it was still called the end. And everyone was fine with it because that was just his nickname. Yeah, of course. And I'm like, but that was his nickname because it was ironic because he was blonde hair and blue eyed. It's a racist nickname and you've put it on a stand. Yeah. It's funny because Clive Berghofer, the infamous Toowoomba millionaire, his uh, nickname is actually Fuckwit. So it's the Clive Fuckwit <laughs> Berghofer uh, Memorial Hospital. <laughs> Which is nice. It's nice. Rebecca, this show needs more appeal. Does it? Sex appeal. It's got plenty of sex appeal. But it needs more other appeal. You know what? We need to be appealing to people who watch popular shows. Okay. Because the shows that we watch, Storage Wars, uh, I'm currently watching season six of Top Chef. (laughs) We both love Top Chef. Um I'm watching Top Chef Canada at the moment. Are you is it good? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. What I'm saying, this is the sort of conversation that people don't care about, okay? <laughs> the one show that people are watching, though, is uh, a little show, um, 
Game of Thrones. Uh, yep, yep, heard of it, heard of it. Uh, so occasionally people mention it on Twitter and occasionally people will like try and make a meme about it, even if like, you know, the thing they're making the meme about has nothing to do with Game of Thrones. So it could be about literally anything. Yeah. You do have to go out of your way to find people talking about oh, it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's not enough. But we have, we have started watching it. Oh, uh, yeah. And we've actually got some advanced previews. You know? Yeah, well, we're very – we're in the media We're industry. in the media. We get sent screeners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and how about we just – how about we just get into it? Okay. I, I don't want to spoil anything for people. Yeah. We're just going to talk about things that – We're just going to be talking about yeah. things that happen in Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. No spoilers, Rebecca, but um, did you see who sharded in the Death Star? <laughs> can't believe it. Uh, no spoilers, but – did you see that the main dragon is discovered to be four raccoons in a costume? Oh, good. No spoilers. But it was Leyland Palmer, her father. <laughs> oh, my God. No spoilers, but did you see that the king is gluten intolerant? Oh, what? It's terrible. No spoilers, but in the next episode, Carl Leslie's dirty fucking braid touches the tip of Kit Harrington's penis and they fly away Avatar style. No spoilers, but... Felicity's hair got cut off with a sword. <laughs> no spoilers, but dragons are for toilet babies. No spoilers, but the upcoming season is in Roseanne's imagination. <laughs> no spoilers, but Joffrey is the Jaden of medieval bogan names. No spoilers, but they find out that Emily Deschanel is better than Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> That's not true. No spoilers, but Julia Gillard is not good at recapping TV shows. <laughs> No spoilers, but Stuart Little was called that because he's a tiny mouse. <laughs> that is a spoiler. Yeah, sorry, guys. Guys, sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, guys. Game of Thrones. Watch it. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca Shaw, it's time for a little something. We haven't done it in a while. Oh. It's time for something we call News Minute. Hi, this is News Minute. I'm Rebecca Shaw. Mariah Carey has announced the title of her upcoming 14th studio album. It's called Me, I Am Mariah, The Elusive Chanteuse. And if you are listening, iTunes, I would like to pre-order a copy. It's for me, I am Rebecca Shaw, The Likeable Dykeable. A Brisbane couple is married in the car park of Mexican restaurant Montezuma's after meeting there one year earlier. For their honeymoon, the happy couple spent several hours in the toilets at their homes just like the night they met. According to a new study out of Britain, 98% of the study's participants, or white college-age male athletes, have shared a bed with another man. In another study, 100% of white college-age male athletes have never shared a bed with Peter Taggart. This week, the cast for the next Star Wars movie was revealed, proving once and for all the new film trilogy will be set in a galaxy far, far away from any uterus. And now Peter with sport. Well, Donald Sterling Cooper is being forced to sell NBA team the LA Clippers after a recording was released berating his girlfriend for associating with African Americans and telling her not to bring them to games. Sterling, however, has been offered the position of mascot at rival team the West Mississippi Klansmen. In an act of bravery, Jeff Hugel came forward this week finally explaining how he lost all that weight. It's good to know after years of training and following the line, Hugel has finally taken his rightful place in the Portaloo of Australian sport. And this weekend, South East Queensland has decked out in team colours to support the Brisbane Roar in the A-League Grand Final. You know, Rebecca, the last time Brisbane was this orange and raw was the morning after Big Gay Day. High five, and that's sport. <laughs> Rebecca, we're back. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How's it going? Good. I've been I've been doing the rounds at this party at this exhibition. Oh yeah. Um, Do they have any good canapes? canapes? Oh, canapes. <laughs> <laughs> they have um devils on horseback. Oh, what's Bit that? Of, it's like a prune with some bacon wrapped oh, around that it and disgusting. a toothpick. Disgusting. But do you think? Um, Sorry. Do, Why do are we think? talking like this? Because I want to talk about James. James. But he might. He's here somewhere. Yeah. He could be anywhere. Do you think all his latest Instagram stuff and all that is just some big elaborate joke? Um, you know what? If it is, it's really not funny. <laughs> no, so, it <laughs> I 
That's a good so point. So if it is, it's kind it's of backfire. Yeah, mm. it's a failure cool. of, of comedy. Mm. Much like this show, which is our tagline, a failure of comedy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, actually. Yeah. Oh, you can a, get that on a T-shirt. Yeah, a true Someone one, make at least. that. Yeah. Um, Rebecca, an article was released, I think, maybe last weekend now. Mm-hmm. Uh People are certainly still talking about it because it did create quite a lot of discussion. It was by um, old newsreader Tracy old Spicer. Old newsreader. <laughs> I don't mean she's old. I mean she she's, she's been an ex newsreader. Ex newsreader. Say old. She's a young she's lady. An old. <laughs> a hella old newsreader. Tracy old, old Spicer. Tracy Old Spicer. <laughs> it is Tracy Spicer. Yeah. Thank you for revealing it in a oh, terrible pun. That was a wonderful pun. Um. Tracy decided to uh, pop her head up uh, this week, uh, last weekend. She's been writing regularly okay. for places, and usually it's fine. We know she follows you on Twitter. It's not a big deal. She's not going to listen to this and <laughs> no, unfollow you. No, she's not. You. Definitely because not. Because we're not going to rip into her that badly. And if no. anyone is, it's going to be me. <laughs> yes. Because I'm a man, and she would expect it. <laughs> now, Tracy decided to write an article about uh, kids sitting next to men on planes. And why are you yawning? It's <laughs> one of the rudest fucking things I I've ever seen. I turned my microphone off to do it. Have you turned it back on now? Yes. Okay, good. I turned it off to yawn at your story. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, I know you find me boring because I'm a man, <laughs> but do you find me dangerous because I'm a man? You're like the least threatening person. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't scare me. <laughs> You're sexually unthreatening. <laughs> Penis! <laughs> <laughs> You were, I saw the wild fear eyes just then. You were terrified. That's true. Um, Tracy, Are you going to say what it's about? Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Well, Tracy wrote an article because obviously there's – I think there's a practice on some airlines or most airlines now where they won't sit nec- uh, a child next unaccompanied. to like – Unaccompanied. next to a man. Right. Just I don't know if it's himself. a policy. It might not be an official policy, but – Yeah, I it's just a practice. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, what, that's a whole thing because they think – Obviously, if you sit next, like... Uh, Tracy's thing was her children yeah. get sent unaccompanied on plane trips yes. sometimes and she doesn't want them to sit next to men because they could be pedophiles. Yes. Okay. Now, my argument for Trace would be that <laughs> any man could be a pedophile on a bus, in the supermarket, in your child's school. Most likely If we're going in- to follow your logic, Trace, where, you know, men are more likely to be pedophiles, therefore your children should next, sit next to a man. I can't even talk now. That's why uh, I'm a terrible man. Mm-hmm. But... You know, if you're going to apply that, you have to apply it to every part of life, not just a plane. But also the thing is, is that statistically it's way more likely that something's going to happen to children in their own house. Yes. So to... And by to, someone they know. Exactly. So to make a scare campaign about this tiny percentage of thing that... We, like the example that she used was 13 years old or something. Yeah. Because it doesn't happen that often no. because it's statistically way more likely that it's someone that they know that it will happen to. So to turn it into a whole huge thing about all men and blah, blah, blah is a bit problematic. And I do understand people are rightfully want to be protective of their, of their children. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a broad brush with which she paints. And I don't get out my big men's rights, misandrist uh, <laughs> uh, feelings often, Rebecca, but I was offended by that article. I thought, no, that kid could sit next to me on a plane. I wish they wouldn't because they're <laughs> yeah. gross. But the thing is, is statistically men are more likely to be pedophiles. To be pedophiles. Yes. But that doesn't mean that... They're more likely to be serial killers as well. Yeah, that doesn't mean that something's going to happen to your child on a plane no. sitting next to a man. And also, like, that's... Also, there are so many people around. There are flight yeah. attendants coming around every five seconds. I find it very strange that it would ever that would ever happen. happen. But I guess imagine all the people looking on. Yeah, it's weird. But that's what I mean. It's so statistically unlikely to yeah. happen that I don't even know why. That's and to write necessary. an article about that issue when obviously, yeah, why not write an article about how your children are more likely to be? Yeah, you know, she's more she's sold in their home. Yeah, it's more dangerous to leave the kid with their. You know, with a neighbour. I think it was friend. intentionally provocative, and that's why we're talking about it now. You win this time, you win, Spicer. Spicer. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Tracy Spicer. Actually, <laughs> although I do, if I had to pitch you against another uh, female newsreader, which I you have to yeah, by law, I do love Sandra Sully more. Oh, She's yes. never let me down. Oh, I love Sandra. Lynch in the most. I love Lynn. I love Natasha Belling. Oh, <laughs> love them all. Anyway, um, um, but yeah, so I don't want to sit next to kids. 
anyone. No, nor do I. I want a whole road to myself, I, the, ideally. I, the last few times I've flown, I've had that. I try oh, to wow. – if you go at like 2, 2.30 in the afternoon on days that it's cheaper, yeah. you usually – like I've had no one sit next That's to me. That's awesome. Which is the best and the greatest. Yes. Um, I will say that I recently flew to Melbourne. So and, fancy. Oh, so fancy. <laughs> and um, – now I was sort of on like the end seat. Uh, You're sort of to, on it. it towards the um, aisle. Call it aisle. Yes, I'm doing you know all hand the motion. Words. Know all the words. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so on one side of me was uh, one lesbian mum and her son. Oh, gross. And then across the aisle was another lesbian mum. The same and her couple? daughter, the same couple, right? But for some reason, because there's only up. three seats in a yeah. row, uh, you know, they were split up. So what a gay row! It was a really, a and you know what? It was the back row of the plane. Oh, it makes controversial. Sense. <laughs> like <laughs> they honestly, put the they all put us in the fucking back row. Yeah. Anyway, I bring this up because I was disgusted <laughs> because these children were like. Honest to God, they were, they were more polite versions of the Banks children from the movie Mary Poppins. <laughs> they were like, yes, mummy. They were the most well-behaved children in the world. And I was so angry about it. <laughs> Why? Of course. They were just like this perfectly groomed, lesbian. beautiful lesbian couple with their, you know, they were rich. They both had their iPads out. and their little, Oh, that is rich. And their half glasses. And they were rich. You could tell one was an interior designer. One probably did landscape gardening. They had their own fucking business. <laughs> but it was I was so angry about it and the, the one little boy was sitting next to me and his mum and he was going um the plane was going off and he said um mummy while the plane takes off would you like to hold my hand oh my god <laughs> and she said oh I don't know darling she said why would I want to do that and she said oh he said because you might get scared mummy <laughs> And then, and then across the aisle, like he was like, "Mummy, at any point during the flight, can I go and sit next to Mama Jacqueline?" And uh, (laughs) mother was like, "I don't know." And Mama Jacqueline was across the aisle with like the little girl, and she's looking out. Um, she's looking out the window, and she goes, "Oh." Mama Jacqueline, look at the clouds. They look just like fairy floss. I want to reach out and eat them. Are you sure they weren't the kids from Hook? I don't know, but I was like, Jesus Christ. I do have a question for you though, Beck. If you're on a plane, yeah. would you rather sit next to a silent pedophile or a loud vegan? Because <laughs> I know my answer, but I don't want to say it. I'm not it. saying anything. No, nor am I. I'm not going to say it. Hail, girls. Hail, Mary. What's up? Well, Jerusalem's become a real drag. Everybody hates me. Uh-uh. Not that guy over there. Who, him? They all say he's different. They say he's really weird. We don't care what people say. To us, he's always there. Really? Rebecca, we are back. Yes. Yes. Better than ever. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> daddy? Yes, Daddy. <laughs> now we're just Stealing doing lines from yeah. other podcasts. It's really good. If, if you, Lauren Lapkus, by the uh, way, if you don't know who Lauren Lapkus is, she's a you're fucking an idiot. genius. And you're a fuckhead. <laughs> you're an idiot. Stop listening now. You're gross. Um, Beck, we have watched a new movie this Episode. A new movie. A new movie. It's new to us all. Yeah. Uh, it's the 2000 film. This is. Is this the first film we haven't done from the 90s? I think I so. Think so because I think I. I think I said when I chose this film that we should do it because it feels like a 90s film. It does. It definitely does. It's very 90s. Particularly but what other the movies hair. came out in 2000? I can't uh, remember. American it's, Beauty. Yeah, I can't think of what kind Some of other movies. Nothing other than this movie. And this movie is Coyote Ugly. Coyote Ugly? I did watch Coyote Ugly and I... Did you watch it at the time? 
I think I did. This yeah. is another one that I feel like is a, a sleepover staple. Yeah, definitely. That girls go around, let's watch Quiote Ugly. Quiote <laughs> Ugly, stop saying Quiote. I like saying Quiote. There's no Quiotes in it. The weird thing about this is, now this is a film in which uh, Piper Perabo stars as a New, Ger- uh, New Jersey uh, pizza waitress mm-hmm. uh, who moves to the Big Apple yeah. uh, to pursue her dream as a songwriter. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, John Goodman doesn't want her to go. Do you know, the the beginning reminds me of the setup for a horror movie. Oh, really? Have you, in the pizza parlour, she's leaving <laughs> yeah. town and the owner, this old man, is yeah. like... You have to sign a card thing that you put on the wall because it's tw- that's twenty years of girls leaving town. Yeah, but he make <laughs> they make killed. it sound like they die because <laughs> yeah he go that one of the pizza the customers yeah. is like that wall is jinxed. I won't sit next to that wall. Mm. And I'm like, is it because they f- didn't go? Yeah, and they make were it, murdered they, on their way. It definitely sounds like they were murdered. And the next scene is her and her friends singing at the bowling alley, yes. which reminded me of I know we did last summer yeah, when they like karaoke. Yeah. And I was Absolutely. like, someone's getting murdered. The weird thing is, so she leaves her pizza job. She signs her autograph because she's obviously going to be a famous songwriter, yeah. Piper Piper Parabo, Piper yeah. Parabo. Yeah. Um, she immediately goes and has drinks with her friends. Who Melanie Linsky. To be Melanie Linsky playing her. the same character that she did in Heavenly Creatures. I love, I love Melanie Linsky. I love her too. Now, all her friends other than Melanie Linsky, though, in that scene appear to be professional backup singers because <laughs> they sound amazing. <laughs> They're great. Um, but the funny thing is because her dad doesn't want her to go. No. And she moves into like this really shitty apartment. And I'm like, how? It's not that shitty. No, not for New York. I thought I'm it was like, pretty good. How far away is... It's only like forty minutes. Yeah, you could. She could commute to New York and do songwriting and singing whenever exactly. she wanted. Exactly, and she could live at home with her dad. Yeah, save money. It wasn't done in two thousand though. People didn't live at home with their parents forever. Not like these days. Kids these days. Oh, they're fucking there till they're bloody forty. Ugh. I will say. Do you think this is the Taylor Swift story? I feel when I was watching, I'm like, this is the Taylor Swift. No, story. because she was like sixteen, and they moved mm. to Nashville, and she was the the youngest person ever signed to Sony to be a songwriter oh. because she's actually a very talented songwriter. You know songwriter. a lot of facts about Taylor Swift. I do. Swift. Well, she, excuse me, Violet, played by Piper Parabo in this movie, is also a very talented she's songwriter. Fine. And this obviously isn't the Taylor Swift story because the Taylor Swift story is Fatal Attraction. <laughs> um, Piper Parabo is incredibly beautiful. She's very beautiful. She's so beautiful. And she never acted again. <laughs> no. Well, she was in this famous lesbian movie called oh. Lost in Delirium. <laughs> Called God Almighty. Lost and Delirious when she was young with Misha Barton. Yes. Why did you say a name like that? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't remember it. Um, and it's known throughout for being an incredibly sad oh. lesbian movie. Yeah. Spoiler alert, she jumps off a building and kills Who, herself. Piper Parabo? Yeah. Why would you spoil it for people? Because no, We were if, all going to go and watch Lost and Delusion s- or whatever it's called. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> um because that her lesbian relationship is found out, and then the girl like rejects her at boarding school, and she jumps oh, off a building. Oh, it's like a school drama. Yeah, it's when they were young. Anyway, what kind of shit are you watching at home, Rolf Harris? School lesbian, lesbian dramas. And then I think to make it up to the lesbian community, she did the best lesbian movie, Imagine Me and You, with Lena Headey. Mm. Who is in Game of Thrones, <sighs> and it's God, really good. Is Giles from anyway, Buffy is in it, and anyway, you should watch it. It's um, really good. It's a wonderful uh, story. Uh, uh, as well anyway. in the movie. <laughs> so then she moves to New York, <laughs> and she seems to be a giant idiot who doesn't yeah. realize that the music industry is hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she goes to to music studios, and it's just like. Give them my tape. Give Mariah Carey my tape. Yeah, Mariah or Whitney. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's the most offensive stereotypical oh. black woman oh, character. Oh, me. You say she's the most offensive stereotype of an African-American woman. She's hugely homophobic. But she's like, does even does the head roll. It's like I they're know. taking a Ricky Lake character, like a Ricky Lake person. To put she her says, on. you think you have problems? My daughter is bisexual. <laughs> I'm like, so? <laughs> Yeah, what is that? Who cares? Get over it. It's not even gay. It's not no, even like gay. It's like only half. It's like half, halfy, halfway, <laughs> halfway, <I love> halfway <laughs> gay, half gay. If you're being optimistic, <laughs> they're <Yeah>. half gay. <laughs> no, no, being gay is uh, class Pessimist. four. Bisexual is half, half empty. Oh, <laughs> I love bisexuals. Yeah, I don't. Good for you. Um, now, <clears throat> Rebecca. 
Adam Garcia, an Australian man, is also in this film. I do like that he keeps his Australian accent. Yeah, she meets him thinking that he's like a hot shot. Like club owner. Club owner who, who can give yeah, her a spot. Yeah, and he's going to lie to sleep with her. What and he's going to lie, I know. And then he stalks her on his way yes. home. Yes. After she's found out that he's just and like she, some fry cook. And he's like, kitchen. leave me alone. And he follows her home. I know. Anyway, but he is adorable. So that's fine. He is quite a handsome man. Um, although his Australian accent in this movie sounds like it's dubbed. Like in one of those old Japanese movies where they're just like <laughs> doing the English over the top. Um. Rebecca, before she goes to work for Coyote Ugly, um, she does try her hand once at like a what is it like an open mic yeah. night? Because the thing is, is she has a very she has very bad stage fright, just yes. like me. So I feel her. Okay, you feel her. I do. I wish. In Imagine me and you. Yeah. Um, she but goes, so she wants to be a yeah. songwriter because she wants other people to sing it because she, she doesn't want to perform, perform on stage. Yeah. Um, but she goes to like an open mic night, and uh, as she is trying to start. There is a heckler. Now, here's the most ridiculous thing in this entire movie. There is no such thing as a song heckler. <laughs> there is not a thing that exists in the world. <laughs> Unless they're like, something. play, like, you know, yeah. play that famous play song. Play Jesse's a Girl. Yeah. Rick or Bruce, Bruce. Yeah, exactly. There's, There's no... no the, Comedians face hecklers all the time. Yeah. I saw it at Melbourne National Comedy Festival myself. There was a terrible Where heckler, heck? <laughs> a very long story that we might talk about in another episode. Yeah. But there is no such thing as a song And it heckler. happens multiple times in that club yeah. and then at the end when she's singing. Yeah. The guy's Give like, us a song, mate. No. The guy at the end's like, shake. He goes to yes. a songwriter's showcase night. <laughs> at the Bowery Ballroom, and, a very well-established And yells venue. out, shake it, baby, when he's got a guitar <laughs> playing a song. He probably says that, like, everywhere nobody, he goes. Nobody, like, he probably goes to get his Medicare card and he's like, <laughs> shake, shake it, baby. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> nobody goes to a songwriter's showcase and heckles no. for stripping. No. <laughs> Anyway, she she comes home and her apartment's been robbed. Yeah, she's gotten terrible. a cat somehow. The cat shows up halfway through the movie, and then she's um, at a diner yeah. getting a piece of pie. Yeah, he gives her a piece of pie. Oh, what for a free! Because she's a, beautiful. She's beautiful, but she should have married that man. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Who gives you free pie in New York? Oh, everyone. Um, it's not a euphemism. <laughs> yes, it is. And so she overhears, even though she's on the other side of the restaurant, yes. she overhears Tyra Banks and um, Bridget Moynihan. And who's the blonde I one? I don't know. I've never seen she's her. She's beautiful and yeah. funny in it. So I think Bridget Moynihan's the most Shame I didn't uh, learn her name. Yeah. She she has like super hearing and she overhears them talking about, what are they talk? They talk they're doing some quiz. And then they talk about how much money they made and they're like flashing around. They're them. like, girls, we each made $300 tonight. And in like 2000, that was like $4,000 a piece. <laughs> and Tyra Banks gets up and does a, a dance. belly dancing. Then she learns that they're coyotes. Yeah. So she goes uh, for a job at Coyote Ugly because she wants to earn that money. And she comes across a person I forgot was in this. Maria Bello. What is Maria Bello? She's a very talented actress. She's playing the dikiest straight woman that's ever been. <laughs> She looks like um, pop star Anastasia because she wears those kind of like coloured glasses. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's true. What is that? What's her famous song? (laughs) No. Oh, I need to find out now, or it's going to drive me crazy. Um, no, but like, so she goes for this uh, job at Coyote Ugly, and she gives a bit of sass to Maria Bello, and Maria Bello's like, "You're hired for an audition." (laughs) I know. I love that in movies where it's like the person's horrible and doesn't like someone if they're nice, but if they're a real bitch, they're like, "I like you." Come work for us. You got a bit of sass. I'm out of love. Set um, me free. Yes, Anastasia. Um, Russian royalty. Yeah, of course. Um. She goes for a job at Coyote Ugly. Essentially what Coyote Ugly is, is women dancing on a bar and not serving drinks. <laughs> they waste so much so alcohol. So much alcohol. In one scene, in the almost one of the first scenes in the club, they're dancing on a bar, they pour alcohol in the bar and set fire to the bar. Yeah. And Workplace health and safety. They're pouring it all the way down this guy's front. Like they're just he wasting could have set on fire. He could have been set on fire. <laughs> it's a very dangerous place. It's okay because he's a man, so he's allowed to be set on fire, I guess, in Coyote Ugly. Um. Um, <laughs> you're an idiot. Yeah, so 
she goes and she's very timid to begin yeah. with and the lady's like, you're f- get out of you're here. Shit. You won't dance in the bar. Yeah. But then she breaks up a fight on the way yes. out because of... And they're like, you just earned a second audition. How many auditions does she have to do for this fucking job? Well, she didn't do the job. She just served drinks. like she's trying to get a spot at Carnegie Hall. Well, you've got to get on the fucking bar and dance. Shake that money maker. Um, But I do love there's a scene where they do line dancing on the bar, and I love that scene. But don't you think if you went to Coyote Ugly, and by the way, Coyote Ugly is a real chain of bars that actually exists in America now, I think possibly after the film was released. No, there was one. There was always. There's a whole, um, someone sent me a really long article about Mm. the original one in New York. It's really interesting. I didn't read it yet. Um, Well, good preparation (laughs) for the show. Thanks very much. Mm Um. That would be literally my nightmare. When I go to a bar, I want the bar to be free. I want to walk up and get a drink straight away. <laughs> that looks like... No, just serve it's me hell. a drink. Serve me a drink. You're not, they're not going there to... Ha- but do you know They're what? not going there to drink. Yes, they fucking are. It's a bar. How else would they earn money? Yeah, but they're going there to look at the ladies also. But also the thing is, at one point she has to leave early because the whole bar is like packed and they're yeah, crazy. It is crazy um, bar. And she's like, I have to leave early. I have to go. I can only stay two hours. I have to go at 10.30. Yes. So it's 8.30 p.m. and the bar is <laughs> like packed Jumping. full of crazy. Well, everyone goes to bed at 11 in New York. <laughs> That's true. It's the city that always oh, sleeps. Sleeps early. Very famous. Uh, yeah. And there's only one bouncer in the whole club for 400 (laughs) crazy (laughs) drunken sailors. (laughs) It's so crazy. Also, apparently when you ask for water at Coyote Ugly, they say, uh, hell no H2O. Yeah. I'm sorry, but bars are legally obligated to serve water. (laughs) It's a lawless, it's like a roadhouse bar. What is wrong? They should get their license taken away They do have the fire marshal come in at some point. Yeah. But you can't go there and get a fucking elderflower gin martini. I'm not asking for an elderflower gin <laughs> Well, you can't go martini. there. You have tequila, Johnny, Jack, whatever, all those Gordon's? spirits. Or you get a beer. No brand of beer. to say a beer and you get it. <laughs> None of these fucking $18 martinis. Who would go to this fucking bar? Crazy, crazy straight men. straight rapists. And ladies. Gross. Anyway, um, Adam Garcia. Um, he turns up at the bar. He does turn up at the bar, but not before... He's trying to encourage her to sing. Yeah. And so he organizes a spot for her. Yes. At a um establishment club or something. Yeah. yeah. A reputable establishment. And Maria Bello won't let her leave and no. so she misses it. And you find out that he had to pay the guy. <laughs> Cause originally he thought he got an order of drugs. Yeah. But it was a rare comic book. Yeah. Which was worth I would a thousand dollars. I would have run for the hills. <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> yeah. That's it's way worse than doing drugs. <laughs> But yeah, so oh, I don't know. So and so I he pays the club owner in his Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, He's like here you go. Because the club owners in New York, are they all always like, trade in yeah, comic books. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, they have sex. Her and Adam Garcia. Yes, they do have sex. It's a very sexy scene. A very strange scene. Yes. Yeah, I don't know strange. Rebecca. Many people whose dream it is to have sex in front of a cardboard cutout of Jenna Elfman. <laughs> But that's exactly what happens in this movie. Because <laughs> he tries to cure her stage fright by bringing her to a place where there's a lot of cardboard cutouts. That's his apartment. Out. Why does he have all those? I don't know. <laughs> that's really creepy. He gets a lot of cardboard cutouts. He's like, sing to the cardboard cutouts, which is a crazy person thing to say. The yes. only other time I've seen that is in um, that Martin Scorsese movie, The King of Comedy, where Robert De Niro plays a legit crazy person <laughs> who performs comedic monologues to cardboard cutouts. <laughs> and they were like, you know what we should do? A sexy scene with cardboard yeah, cutouts. It's so in the weird. grand tradition of King of Comedy. <laughs> and there's like pa- Patrick Swayze, Jenna Elfman. <laughs> the weirdest, cl- Bill Clinton. <laughs> so bizarre. The weirdest collection and of people. And she wants to like seduce him by making, like making out like, she needs to make him feel like how she feels on stage by getting uh, by getting naked. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mind that. It okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird. It's a weird fetish. Is, is all I'm weird. saying. I can now only have sex around cardboard oh, cutouts of Jenna Elfman. Um, and, and I do like Adam Garcia. I do approve of him in this movie, despite him being a crazy stalker, because he works four jobs, which, quite frankly, is un-Australian. <laughs> But, you know, work ethic. You have to go to America to do that. Yeah, that's right. And when he helps her out because she needs to make money, I don't know, it doesn't matter, but (laughs) she basically auctions him off in the bar. Yes. So there's like 400 crazy gross 
drunk men, but then there happens to be like 10 business like 10 women. 10 of the wettest women <laughs> you have ever seen in your entire life. Who are like screaming to get... They're horny as hell. Yeah. And what do they think? They're going to have sex with him? I think so. But he does a really gay dance. Oh, it's not a gay it dance. It is. It's to new sensation by In Excess. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I know what dun, 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 dun. He does like nipple dun, plucking dun, dun, and stuff. Yeah, I liked it. Um. So anyway, she's... Because she's meant to be, like, doing her songwriting. Blah, blah. She's yes. sending off tapes. Nothing's happening. So then she gets really into working mm-hmm. at Coyote Ugly. Coyote Ugly. And she does the dancing and there's, like, a scene. There's one night where there's a scene where they all get wet. Yeah. And her that's a night her dad comes I to know. see and he's, like, ashamed of her. But mm. they're dancing on a, on a bar. Yeah. She's fully clothed at yeah. all times. But he doesn't know that she's not going to take her clothes off. Doesn't matter. Doesn't it? No. And then... Um, like, I would personally be proud if I had a child and they became a stripper, but I'm not every father, Rebecca. But she's not a stripper. She just dances no, on the stage. No, but the implication that she's it's a stripper... It's not an implication. They, they don't take their clothes off at all. I do say she, he's very offended by it. It's not like he's walked in on her mid-dick suck. You no. know what I mean? <laughs> and Adam Garcia yeah. also has a go at her saying that yeah. he came to America and he does it with dignity because he has proper jobs. And he's like, unbutton your blouse a little more. And, and he's like, a foster child. and like, So we have to feel sorry for him apparently. He's like, your fans are waiting for you to crawl on a bar. Ew. And I'm like, you're a cunt. Yeah. Fuck off. He, d- he definitely didn't walk in She's, the slut walk last year. Oh, so <laughs> she should work for shitty jobs instead of making money in one job that she likes doing. You're a piece of shit. Oh, it's so sad watching movies that you watched and you realise now, looking back, like... That they're all horrible. Yes, and you thought it was fine because that's how women are... St- I think, you know, who's worse than Adam Garcia in this, though, is Maria Bella because she's a shitty boss. Yeah, she is. She fires... She's got a heart of She gold. fires Maria Bella because Adam Garcia comes in all jealous and, like, tries to drag some man yeah, off the bar who's dancing with um with uh, Piper Porabo. And, yeah, and then she fires her for that because you can't bring that's your boyfriends in. I don't give a shit. Because that's you what happens. Stop, you can't stop your boyfriend coming yes, in. Yes, you can. I know from experience you can't. You can, except if your boyfriend's a sexist, jealous When I was dickhead. working at Coyote Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Dan Connor then, like, is like, well, he has fine. A, he has a car crash. And Dan he's, Connor. like, comes around and then she... She gets a spot at the Barry Ballroom somehow. No, she goes to that songwriter showcase. Oh, she goes to a songwriter showcase. She sees a showcase. pamphlet on a wall. Yeah. And she sings Can't Fight the Moonlight. That's she the whole point of it. the show is that she the wrote show. it. Yeah. And that is a good and, song. And Leanne Rhymes is performing it at the very end. On the bar. On the bar. And she's like 16 at the time, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think the movie is fine. Yeah. It's a bit boring, but I like all the scenes, the dancing scenes in the bar. <laughs> You sound like a 13-year-old girl. I thought the movie was a little boring, but I liked all the dancing scenes in the bar. Mummy, will you hold my hand? Peck, do you want to hear some reviews, some IMDb reviews? Okay, let's go. This one is rather interesting because I did expect to find uh, some, shall we say, some horny men commenting on... Coyote Ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, what I didn't expect is this one from a woman. Uh, this uh, <laughs> this was 10 stars uh, out of 10. <laughs> uh, the review's called This Made Me Hot. <laughs> and it's Ooh, written by Hot, Hot Girl, G-U-R-L. Uh, and her email address, if you want to email her, <laughs> is uh, rachel4tx at hotmail.com. And she's got it up on the internet. I'm allowed to say that. She says, this is one hot summer movie. Just saw a preview. Wow. It was hot and it made me hot. (laughs) The story is thin and the direction is sort of a hack rock video level effort. But the girls in this one made up for it in a big way. They are sexy, sassy and sweaty. (laughs) Most of the action takes place in a bar that is wild and weird and lots of fun. There is also danger. (laughs) As the girls get into tricky situations oh. with all sorts of characters, some of them shady. Ooh. This movie is pure entertainment and made me want to be a bartender. What? <laughs> or at least get into a hot relationship with a female bartender, that's oh my for God. sure. 
Don't miss one if you like your music loud, your beer ice cold, your ladies strong and smart, and your breasts big and firm. That is not a woman. Jerry Bruckheimer has done it again. Um, a man wrote that pretending to be a woman. What about this one from Tennis Stom 5? They call it a great movie. And uh, I think they like one thing about this movie. Let, let's see if you can pick out what it is. <laughs> oh, God. I went to see this movie with two of my friends. I asked them to see it because my favourite singer, Leanne Rhymes, was going to be in it. <laughs> and it was supposed to be a great movie. So I decided to see it. <laughs> And while I was watching it, it's about this girl named Viper. <laughs> but she wanted to be a singer. So instead... She did it. to be a songwriter. <laughs> so instead we gave everything in her powers to do it. But it didn't work. And then she found a place that is called Coyote Ugly. It was a dance bar place. I really thought this movie was great. And I loved how they did dancing. And I really thought this was a great movie. And the best part, Leanne Rhymes, my favourite singer, sang a song at the end of the movie. I gave this movie a thumb up for a great job. And feel free to respond and talk to you soon, everyone. And this is actually my favourite one. This is from B Moneypenny from Germany. We loved the movie and the live show. We saw the movie, the trailer. And we met the real Coyote Ugly Girls in Germany. Mm. It was the bomb. (laughs) The live show was much more powerful than the movie. (laughs) But we still love it. CoyoteUglyGirls.com. The bomb. (laughs) Uh, What should we say? Sis, you were amazing. Missy, I love your pants. Merle, keep on rocking. Romy, What's happening? St- Romy, still fire games? Annette, you are real hot. Kep on. The soundtrack were amazing. We have Friday on my mind still in our head. That song wasn't in the movie. Where are you, Nest Saturday? First sat in Feb. We want to meet you again. No more ideas now. Wow. The show in Trier was amazing. Let's do it again. Question is when? By the way, we met Lil in NY last month. She is so nice. So girls, hope to see you soon. And as I said, keep on rocking. My God. So. That sums up everything. Fans of Coyote Ugly are um. brain dead. The very last thing I want to say about this is... um. We didn't talk to Ryan Houlihan, who I wanted on the show this week. It's very uh, hard to work uh, around the time zone issue, Mm. but we were going to discuss with him Real Housewives of Melbourne, which we will save for a future show because there are a few more reunion episodes coming up anyway. But Ryan did, in his email exchange, we started discussing Coyote Ugly and bars, and he mentioned to me that in New York, Beck, where Mm. Coyote Ugly bars do exist, there is a gay equivalent of a Coyote Ugly Bar, and it is called Flaming Saddles. (laughs) Of course it is. Which sounds like a terrible STI that you would get. (laughs) Oh, God, check out me Flaming Saddle. That is disgusting. And if there's a note to end on, I think it's that one. Love is a burning thing. And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire Rebecca Yes Yes (laughs) What pieces of James Franco art have you purchased? There was a silent auction Yes Um, I picked up a um, painting that he did A close-up of his anus Oh, good Yeah, it's really pretty Let's plug our Twitters as well By the way, uh, at Peter Taggart I I don't know, I'll probably tweet sometime I have been using it I use it on and off Well If you're lucky to run into And by the way, I did an excellent tweet the other day 
and no, I was pissed off because nobody it? recognized it. It's, it was 52 tips for a hot body oh, crematorium that. magazine. That was a good joke. Uh, do you know how many of mine don't get recognized? They do me, oh, me yours get recognized all the time. No, they don't. Anyway, mine is at Brockle Snitch. Um, yes. What's what coming else up? What's on got? the horizon? Mm. Mm. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> More of this. Daddy. More of these. <laughs> Hopefully, people are annoyed that we take big breaks. I don't think they time. are annoyed. There's a couple. Yeah. My mum, your mum. My mum, yeah. Beck, mm. I have to tell you that I've been grappling with a lot lately. And I've made a discovery that you can try to resist, <laughs> try to hide from, from my kiss. Oh, fuck. It's breaking table. But you know, but you know that you can't fight the moonlight, no. You can't fight it. Deep in the dark, you'll surrender your heart. But you know, but you know that you can't fight the moonlight, no. You can't fight it. It's gonna get to your heart. <laughs> that was one of the best. Track it like the bad breath. My grandma.